0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This is the easy jazz music mix, 102.4. So we're a man down today. Man down. Man down. So yeah, Ethan's on vacation or something. I don't care. He's not here.
1: Is he a full
0: Um, man or is he a wee man? He's a wee little man. (laughs) He is. But the first thing And he's not here to defend himself. Because Ethan's not here... You should uh, go to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash gunshow podcast and click on the like button to follow us. Right. Right. Yeah. And you can even unfollow us. We don't care as long as you like us. But we'd rather you like us and then share us. And then you go to iTunes and leave a nice review with five stars and say something like, you know, Scott sounds the best, even though he sounds like Seth Rogen. The laugh sometimes. That's what they say. The the laugh? You can also go
1: to www.thegunshowpodcast.com, and at the very bottom of that page is a resource for everything that we're connected into.
0: You can also Google us, and you'll find a link to something that'll work. Somewhere. Yeah, Facebook or iTunes or something.
1: So, go ahead and do that. While we wait on Ethan. And once you've done, yeah. Have you done that
0: yet? All right. Are you back? Great. Wait, if you're not we back, talking? we'll just wait longer. We'll just, hold on. Yeah, we'll wait a <laughs> minute. If you're
1: not back in five seconds, just wait longer. <laughs> I think the first thing we have to talk about uh-huh. is uh, Surefire
0: is following in Colt's footsteps. Surefire is in trouble, and they've announced corporate reorganization. Now, what that means is, uh, basically, when, when a company says they're doing corporate reorganization, it means they're trying to make their creditors happy by restructuring things so the creditors don't come down on them and put them into insolvency or make them declare bankruptcy or something to that effect right that's a protection from creditors and what they're doing here at surefire uh it sounds like is they're going to do layoffs and they're going to restructure how they do things i imagine they're going to take some money that they had tied up in uh, military type stuff and kind of move it over towards well they've the already said side. that that's part yeah. of the
1: reason why
0: they're laying off some
1: very good people
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know, people are going to lose their jobs over this and probably good people because surefire is, has been known for hiring good people. Um, now is this, is this just the problem of being a boutique flashlight company in the world today? I mean, let's face it, the recession, we never really covered from the quote unquote recession, right? Job rates are still low. And is there still a call out there for boutique? High end. I think for them to break
1: out of that yeah. boutique market, they're yeah. going to have to offer that same small Duracell style two AA battery that you can buy off the shelf at Walmart. That's yeah, the, but they going to have to Are they going to, the sell, to break uh, it.
0: They gonna have to sell ten dollar flashlight? Are they going to sell twenty dollar Tw- flashlight? I think a twenty dollar flashlight will get mm, people in the door. Twenty to twenty five dollars. Or how about they don't put R and D into five thousand dollar? But also think about $600 this: six hundred dollar flashlight.
1: If you don't have a gun. Uh, store or something near you then you're not just paying $25 for a flashlight you're paying $25 and then another $10 or something in shipping so you really have to start going how do I hit mainstream and start getting into everybody's pocket or everybody's kitchen drawer instead of the the tactical guy that keeps one next to his Living room door or something. Well, like
0: that. and I think the problem is, as mm-hmm. we've said on this podcast, Surefire is probably the best flashlight money can buy. uh yeah, bar none, right? Okay,
1: I think followed by you know Streamlight. That, but
0: we always recommend and then in Streamlight fourth. on yeah. the show yeah. because of price. Price, it's value. Does Streamlight? You know, if it's a duty flashlight, maybe it's the best value because you can rely on it. And we talk about things on this mm-hmm. podcast like that. But if it's a you know, if it's an EDC flashlight and you're not a, you know, tactical guy, you know, maybe you don't need something that has to work every time. Maybe you just need something that works 99.9% of the time. That's what I call the kitchen the, the kitchen flashlight. Yeah. The kitchen yeah. drawer flashlight. That's
1: essentially or the bathroom flash drawer yeah. flashlight. You know, just that extra one. The ones that I need to work 100% of the time yeah. are the ones that are next to the bed and the ones that are on top of the
0: safe. Yeah, you know. and I, you know, surefires. Okay. You know, if somebody says I, I need a flashlight that's 100 percent reliable, it's easy to say surefire. Go pick. Oh, one you'll definitely. Like. Yeah. And they've got some innovative stuff. They've got that self adjusting one now. I and haven't they're even coming seen out. that one. Yeah, they had it at a uh, shot this slash this year. Uh, it's a it's a fury with a sensor in the eyeball. You can go to the Gun Show Podcast, and take a look at it, and dot uh, com. GunShowPodcast.com. dot com. You can't go to the Gun Show Podcast and take a look at it because this <laughs> is a. This is a, anyway. So uh yeah, we so, have actually had somebody <laughs> on our our Facebook
1: page say that they have visited us. It's oh like yeah, one person somebody person was there. I don't know, like, They visited the us at the podcast. I was like, "That's awesome." We don't know who
0: that was, but we miss you. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 Come you're, back.
1: if you're still here, yeah, visit us again.
0: <laughs> All right. So anyway, so surefire's insolvency, and we really have we talked we talked about Colt's insolvency, right? No. And how how do you run a Which company to the ground? Yeah, this is, what, the fifth time Colt's going to need to make a comeback? I think that the problem is is that we
1: see great products from Colt and things that we would love to see, test, evaluate, and shoot more often, but we don't see that their upper management is, what, in tune with us? Or, or what? Thing, what, are they, what are they missing? I mean,
0: the big thing it shot is Colt's single-action armies, 1911s, which you know, I think might be too little too late with their 1911 line. And then, you know, they were showcasing Gatling guns and Ohio Ordnance Works BARs. And, you know, that's that, that doesn't keep your company going. Yeah, but we What know keeps that- your company going is, you know, M4s and 1911s, but but Colt purchased that all brass Gatling gun. Is That's that the what one you're, Yeah, about. the one, yeah. the old what 18. Yeah, yeah. Well, they put 18, their name behind. It. They put their marketing behind yeah. it. I don't even know if they built the thing. I, I think somebody I, built it for those them. things. Are like 60 grand a piece. Yeah. How many do you sell, and what's the profit margin? You know, <laughs> not enough to keep the company going. They lost. Uh, they lost their um, contracts to FN. They lost contracts to uh, Colt Canada. They lost contracts to there was somebody else they lost contracts to FN Co-Canada. Anyways, the the thing is that they don't hold that share of the market that they that they had by the, you know, by the short and curlies for lack of a better term. They 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 couldn't do any wrong at one point. Right. And they still had to declare insolvency. So I I don't know. I don't know how you know, is this is this the same thing that happened to SureFire? Is it the same type of problem. Now, is this all of Colt,
1: or is this just Colt military, or is this they, Colt they civilian, or is this Colt... See, that's,
0: that's one of the restructuring things. At whatever. some point, I'm guessing they were in trouble in the past, a few years ago, they split mm-hmm. the defense and civilian side. Right. And then they brought them back together not too long ago, and oh, now they they're... Oh, they did... I see, I didn't know, yeah, they, I didn't know yeah, they brought yeah, them back together. They're the same together. company, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they had to, because one was making money and one was losing money, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't understand these things. I don't understand... How bad you have to be at your job of making and selling guns in today's market, which there is just. I think
1: it's price. I think some of it has to do with price
0: for a Colt. I mean, the most expensive guns like fifteen hundred bucks if you're talking AR fifteen. You know, you're talking three hundred eight. Yeah, but if
1: you keep living like you're the only manufacturer in that game. At yeah. some point, yeah, they need to somebody else is going to undercut, especially when Palmetto comes out and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, maybe you've been
0: buying FN through us. Yeah, maybe Colt's just too big to innovate. I mean, we saw 300 blackout at the SHOT We've Show. We've seen that before with car companies. But we haven't seen it on the shelves. So, you know, and they're relying on Colt, uh, um, uh, the Colt license manufacturing, Bold Ideas, out of Breckenridge, Texas, to make their not colt military guns you know what i mean right, yeah. so i i don't know I, and i don't know maybe it was too little too late for colt to jump in the ar-15 game um i i i don't know i the don't know what the civilian side is yeah, yeah yeah yeah. The, they missed a great opportunity i, I think. think so i think they could have been one of them and and best.
1: they come in at, at some of those higher price points too which i know we had a uh, listener ask us to discuss that which we'll get to a little bit yeah. later um, uh, well,
0: you know, we talk about Colt and we talk about their 901, which is a 308 gun, which is definitely up market, um, as opposed to their, you know, their M4 guns. And um, and we had a listener ask us about 308 AR15s. Okay. So first of all, mad cushy props to Dennis and uh, thanks for listening and virtual high five. All right, and he asked us about 308 ARs, which right. is. Uh, colt is an option and i tell you what i don't have much hands-on with a colt 901 but uh i know people who have them and are extremely happy with them and i trust so their the engagement.
1: the three years that they uh, kept it kind of announced but unannounced yes. was yes, worth it shipping.
0: then yeah, um
1: for their making sure that it worked with a multitude of
0: ammo well let's or? face it if you need a 308 ar that also take a 556 upper colt's the only option and it's it's not a bad gun. On top of that, so hey, why not? I can hardly recommend it at this point. I'd buy one if I needed that hardly particular. Hardly not. Rec- hardly. I could. Yeah. You know, hardly not recommend. Hardly, yeah. You said hardly. You said hardly recommend. You could hardly
1: not recommend not getting one. I'm so confused. I'm really confused. Would I Scott, could. Rec-
0: I would recommend the Colt Nine O One if you needed that So Scott capability. would buy one. Yeah. Especially if he if got you paid needed, more from the Gun Show Podcast. If you need. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of it, no, the, uh, yeah, If if the checks were bigger, uh, I would definitely go with the uh, the Colt, especially if you want to kind of you know pare down your collection and have one gun, one lower. Mm-hmm. And how many different uppers can you put on there? Mm-hmm. You know, you put your twenty two thing, you put a nine millimeter, you put a two two three. Just can... buy
1: a scar. Or a Magpul Masada. Oh, wait, no, don't. Do um, that. I don't think we can recommend that at all. Speaking of Magpul Masadas. Yeah. I actually have no idea where to go oh. with that from
0: there. So other 308 ARs, uh not the Magpul ACR. However, the same company has the uh DPMS G2, which I keep hearing good things about but I can't recommend yet cuz I haven't heard I haven't heard anything positive from somebody I trust yet on the DPMS G2. And what they what DPMS did was they took that DPMS Platform that everybody's real familiar with. It's the SR25, you know, it's Reed Knight's gun basically. Mm-hmm. DPMS made it for years. So if you go out and buy a 308 DPMS, it's not a G2, that's what you're buying. Mm-hmm. But they took that and they shrunk it down as much as they could in as many areas as they could and made it lighter and better and that's faster. That's the problem with the 308. It's just, it's, that's it's the bulky, it's, it's oversized. It's a big gun. I mean, um, so there's that um on We're the low end of the spectrum. Point. Yeah, it, but yeah, I With mean the there's, weight there's, you know, a, reliability. A, a PTR91 or an HK91 derivative Right. being nice. PTR91, yeah. yeah. Um but uh, on the low end of the 308, I can hardly recommend because it's so cheap to get into the Palmetto State Armory 308. It is You think you you say you, you could hardly recommend? I could heartily. Oh, heartily. Heartily. Heartily, am I not saying
1: Choose right? a different can we, can word, man. I can, you I are can saying wholeheartedly. can wholeheartedly Let me put a hole in yeah, front of it. Yeah, there you go. Better?
0: I can part heartily. I no, keep don't thinking you're like,
1: I can hardly recommend it. And
0: I'm like, why are you telling them?
1: <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> why would you tell them? Don't that? even talk about don't it. Do then. Don't do that.
0: I know we uh we wax poetic about Palmetto State Armory here on this uh-huh. podcast, but it's because they keep sending me emails with super cheap guns. I sent so, them two new customers. I put a, together a three oh eight uh Palmetto State Armory and you know, I wouldn't recommend it for going out in harm's way and shooting people in the face, but but uh, if you're receiving fire yeah. for your for your you know, your hobby gun, why not, man? At the I think you could put one together for less than seven hundred bucks. It might be even cheaper than that now. It might be closer to six hundred dollars. A three oh no, eight R for six hundred dollars? You're right, but you have to remember
1: the lower for their three oh eight is a little bit more expensive than their ninety nine dollar one. Right. So I you, think
0: it's like one hundred seventy nine. Yeah, so it's you're ridiculous. at that seven
1: hundred to seven fifty after shipping
0: and you know, I think I'm if taxes are applicable. Sure, I think I've got six seventy in mind. Yeah. It's ridiculous how yeah. cheap it you is. You need a rear sight though. Uh, yeah, you have to buy another So another $60, $50, yeah, another $60. Yeah, you $60 know for what? a Magpul. Um, <laughs> and then so, 40 magazines minimum. The magazines are so expensive compared yeah. to air. 15 mags. Exactly. I spent like $200 in magazines. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So after enough magazines and the Ambo is more expensive. But still, the 308 AR platform... Um, you know, it's the standard uh, LWRC high-end stuff. You know, good stuff. You know, the standard, the Colt. You can trust that gun. Uh, the DPMS, it's probably just fine for the value. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy it for a duty gun, but why are you buying a 308 for a duty gun? Right. Um, the problem with the 308 is it starts climbing fast, and there's a lot of boutique guns out there. I mean, Seekins has a beautiful 308 that costs an arm and a leg and you know is that is that the right value for you you'd have to check that out I, i'm too cheap to buy that gun because i'm never going to use a 308 ar like i would use a, a a 556 ar but you know maybe you need something special maybe you need uh oh i don't know like a armalite armalite's offerings right now have been amazing and uh, i'd be real excited about some of the new armalite the defender series on the low end it's just mm-hmm. an amazing value in a 308 ar cuz you know before armalites were you couldn't find one for less than $1000 An armalite AR10 and now they've got the the defender series coming in at you know 800 900 bucks um, And don't mistake the AR10 for if you google that
1: you'll find a lot of like yeah. vietnam era 556 we're referring to the
0: 308 no, no. <clears throat> that's the confusion about this platform it's got all sorts of names i'm going to call the 308 AR platform Armalite's specific name for their gun is the AR10 so if you buy one that says arm light on it, it'll also say AR-10 on it. Um, DPMS calls there's an LR-308. Rock River Arms, I wouldn't recommend the Rock River 308 platform simply because they decided to use uh, FNFAL mags. Mm-hmm. And I think that right now it's real problematic getting a decent mag for an FAL. They're shipping with thermolds, which Rock River even tell you sometimes you have to file them to fit. And I don't know. I'm not real comfortable with that. I think the platform. If you get a 308 AR platform, whether it be Armalite or uh, Palmetto State or Noveski mean, or whatever, I, I want a magazine should, that they ship get to the me that, that works. Yeah, get the mag. Get the one that takes magpole yeah. mags. That's that's the one you should focus on because there are Armalite platforms that take Armalite platform or right. uh, pattern magazines, but I'd stay away from that. Stick I mean, I don't buy
1: a car and expect them to tell me I need to go turn my rotors. I mean, or
0: yeah, well yeah, you don't expect to buy a car and be like, well, you know, you're gonna have to tweak the brakes, you know yeah, the front rear yeah. bias on the brakes, you know, yeah. as you go. No. You expect to be able to drive it to the store that yeah. day. Yeah. And be fine. Especially at that price point. Um Let's see, what well, else? 308 you know, AR platform. You talked a little bit about boutique
1: boutique, boutique yeah. and then you have the three oh eight. We see to me now, I, I I see that you referenced uh, one of the things here is, is a $2,000 in a, a boutique rifle. I think boutique rifles are getting higher than that yeah. because there's a lot of mainstream guys that are real flashy and sure. catch your attention, and they sell you a $2,000 rifle that really is just... It's th- not even en- yeah. over-engineered.
0: Let's face it. You could go buy probably... A bottom-of-the-line entry-level ar-15 you know uh, a, a cheap palmetto state Armory that you put together maybe $700. seven hundred dollars maybe you buy um Bushmaster for 600 bucks so you buy a, a, a low-end Wyndham right and those guns will probably shoot better than 99% of the shooters I know that's even good ones they'll work good enough Now you you know the cheaper you go, the less value you see for your dollar spent because there can be uh, diminishing quality control, you know, as the price drops. So, but as it's true the other way, you know, you see a diminishing point of returns as far as quality and reliability as you go up the scale. Does a thousand dollar Colt? is it that much better than a $1,400 Daniel Defense? No, 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 you mean is a Daniel Defense much better, that much better, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you, is there a diminished point of returns there? Well, you get the the good stuff with the Daniel Defense, you know, upgraded stock, uh, free float tube, and uh, um, uh, pistol grip, is that worth $1,400? To some people, yes. To other people? Mm-hmm. No, if you're going to replace all those components anyway, it's right. definitely not worth and it. And it's it's really worth it to someone that doesn't know how to replace that. I think that's That's part true. Of it if too. you just want one that works out of yeah. the box, I can I can wholeheartedly yeah. recommend Daniel Defense to somebody. Now, some of their older stuff. So, I like their new stuff, but they got some weird like half
1: Plastic half rubberized grip. They, yeah, they, kinda, they, they
0: had some, and the ambush has some weird yeah, stuff going sure. on with I, it.
1: And I'm not hating on it, but I'm not loving it. You I know think, what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I. I and that's just a personal preference? I think, there's yeah, nothing wrong with that it's Definitely gun. a personal preference. You would never preference. tell me, oh, don't buy that gun. That has that weird grip. No, what would I tell that's you? That's a personal you, preference. You find yeah. what Is stock you Daniel like Defense? and what grip you like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does that say Daniel Defense on it? Yeah, you can buy that. That's yeah. good. Um, and there's lots of brands that are like that. Noveski, that's a high-end brand that's become mainstream that we can recommend because that's, That hasn't that's high started quality. to fall. Yeah. L- L- uh, like a lot
1: of them has started to fall. These high-quality guys are just... I'm not. We're not going to talk about names here, but I'm looking at a company that I quite frankly have never heard of before.
0: Yeah, I never heard their of this company before. Their intro rifle
1: yeah. is two thousand three hundred dollars to two thousand three hundred and fifty. Yeah, their entry level. Their top of the line rifle is three thousand
0: five hundred and fifty. Now, this particular company is endorsed by some people in the industry we trust. We don't know anything about this company. We just found out for the from a guy who knows a guy that right. they say, "Oh yeah, I recommend them or i s or or i you know i hardly uh, uh endorse them and so you know if you ask me off the cuff, yeah, I guess I'd trust that company then but at what point does a two thousand dollar three hundred two thousand three hundred dollar rifle do something that a novesky at you know two thousand dollars, or a Daniel Defense at sixteen hundred bucks. What does it do yeah, that right. those don't do? I mean, it looks better. I mean, it's cooler looking. Their, I guess they better, but it's cooler looking. At this the, particular one, maybe not. I mean, like I said, we're not going into the name, but this thing. Yeah, but there are brands that have guns at this price point. It looks like that it's, do it look comes better. With, it comes
1: with a piston a kit. That's really the only thing... Oh, is this a piston gun? It, well, this one is a piston gun, yeah. and it's got well, an interesting stock either. on it.
0: Yeah. Um, they have and, custom handguards and custom upper and lower receivers from Billet. and I mean, that's what most of these boutique companies are pushing. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with them, and that's not what I'm saying. I, wouldn't, I would never degrade their product at all, but I'm saying... You're not going to degrade <clears> it based <throat> on that. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. There's nothing wrong with those things. If you like it, hey, buy it if it doesn't hurt anything. But... Yeah, like I said, at $3,000, what do you get? would your money be better spent on an aim point instead of a $3,000 rifle? Maybe you buy a $1,000, $1,500 rifle on an aim point. Right. Or a $1,000 rifle and some training classes and some ammo. Wouldn't that make you a better shooter? Mm-hmm. Now, if you do all of those things, like you buy this $3,000 gun, you put an aim point on it, you take a class with it, Hey, I'm in. I'm with you. You got that kind of disposable income. But most people, most people that listen to this podcast, people like you and me, well, people who want to be like you and me, they they want, you know, they don't have that kind of disposable income. There's other things. I like got my washers and dryers and things like that. And, you know, life gets in the way. So, well, here's the three thousand dollars <laughs> for a ride. Well, how about I this? Know. I just went to their
1: website and I tried to build one and I just found out that their longest barrel that I can put on the five, five, six. Is ten point five inches?
0: That can't be right. Uh, that's on the pistol?
1: only option that I have. They're probably just out of other pi- other uh, barrels. Maybe, maybe not. But that's the only option I have, and so that's going to cost me yeah. a wait time
0: and two hundred dollars tax. Damage. Yeah, and, and it's so you know, boutique rifles are they worth it? That's something you'll have to decide. Based on my life. They would not be worth it to me because I think at that price point, your money could be better spent on other things. I think a lot of people that
1: buy guns, buy guns as investments as well. They want to either sell it or make more money yeah. on it, like break even or make more money. Well, I don't know I anyone just, that just goes, I'm going to buy all these guns yeah. so that hopefully one day I can sell them for $100
0: each. I was thinking about the boutique guns and I was thinking about boutique Glocks and Smith and Wesson, because that's a cool new thing now. There's companies popping up all, oh, yeah. all over the place, customizing them and that stuff. are customizing slides and and uh, frames and barrels and you know cutting. Chris Costa red does done. has been doing him yeah for a while. Yeah, there's think. all sorts of brands out there. Um, Costa Luda. There's all sorts of companies you know talking about this company that does this and this company that does that. And I was thinking about that, and if you'd have told me there was a seventeen hundred dollar Glock you know, three, four years ago, I'd said you're crazy. That's ridiculous. Who'd pay $1,700 for the Glock? And now it's all over the place. A $2,000 Glock is a thing. You can right now pick up the phone and get one sent to you. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, is is it just we've reached the golden age of guns where on one hand you can buy a TP-9SA for $300, and on the other hand you can buy a $2,000 Glock with an RMR on it, and you've Now, got if you're talking with an optic it. or something, you're kind of in a different...
1: You, you have yeah, to, but I'm still no, saying... But see, as a list, like listeners, they need to know that you're saying... You're talking about a Glock with another $500, $600 optic on top no, of it. No, I'm talking... You can spend $1,700 before you slap an optic Okay, on so it. that's what you were confusing yeah. me on. That's what I needed to They're know. They're expensive, Because man. you can buy those. I mean, 1911s have been in this, this world Maybe for that's the past what it is. 10 years. Yeah. And finally, you've got people pulling away that have money away from the 1911s. are like, well, I really love the Glock platform, so why don't I just find out if I, what, what can I get done to my Glock? There's evidently oh, a market for it. we can shave this it. down, yeah. we
0: can cut this down, we can... Customize it. Yeah. Make it to your specifications. Right. right. So I think that's a very interesting thing about the market. I think that shows we're living in the golden age. But you know, I don't think I'm the type of person that would spend you know, $1,700 on a $600 pistol, right? I mean, my money would be better spent on ammo and training. That's us. I I think. That's us. Now, like I said, if you can do both, more power to you. Is there that much disposable income now? That Or is it just, like you said, transferred over from the 1911 crowd? I I think that's part of it. I think that's right. I never thought about that before you said that. but. Hey, custom 1911s, they've done everything to a 1911 yeah. that you and I could ever even imagine, and then some. Heck, you can buy a 1911 for $5,000, $6,000. Oh, right now, you can go to, uh say, Cabot and buy you a $6,000 yeah. 1911. Is it worth it? Hey, I looked at them. They look like $6,000 guns. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I've, I've seen them with my own eyeballs, and I said, yep, that's a $6,000 gun. Yeah, they, they look very, like it, yeah. but... Does it shoot any better than your $600 gun or your $1,600 gun? I, I don't know. For me, no. For me. Um, you know, and do you carry like something like that around? What's the implications if you shoot somebody with your six hundred dollars What if you get blaster? robbed with that? Like oh. someone robs that gun from you. No, 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 no. Worse than that. You're carrying around your cheap blaster because you're worried about getting someone to get robbed and someone comes up and robs you with a Cabot 1911 and you're like, is that a Cabot? And he's like, I don't know. And it says Cabin on the side. And you're like, that's it. you got a $6,000 pistol and you're robbing me? I don't he's understand. like, I don't know. I just robbed some fool's house. And
1: you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my gun.
0: <laughs> that would be terrible.
1: You better have Texas Law Shield in that case, right? I do. Oh, well, there you go. I'm set up on auto renewal with them. Auto
0: renewal. That yep. seems like a good idea. Yes. We Although, have...
1: you know what's kind of funny is, is I used to get a... And I'm not complaining about this at all, but... They used to give me a personalized phone call every time it was time to renew. They would call me on the phone and and ask me if I was was happy uh, in life, I guess. I don't know what else they'd be asking me if I was happy about. They're not (laughs) not giving me like French fries or anything.
0: Are you happy? Well, I've been kind (laughs) of down lately. You know, I've been talking to a therapist. Now that you asked. And, you know, I've been having a little trouble, you know, with my own personal self-esteem. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Oh, they, they wouldn't hang them. up on you. I don't oh, think they, would? they would I don't think they would. Wow, that's awesome. I like
1: that. They, like you know, maybe they'd laugh if you referenced us. <laughs> they were, you know, uh, but anyway, they uh, they have auto renewal. They have out of state plans. They have actually, if you even if you don't even have a CHL, it is good. It is a good idea to get them to cover you because if someone kicks in your door in Texas, you yeah. know, uh, like we can't give advice. Anywhere well, you can else carry. Anything, you can carry in your car. You can carry well, in your house. It, Make sure you check your local laws, but where we live, that's something we're allowed to do. Oh, that's what I mean, yes, here in Texas, yes. Um, And you're not covered unless you have some, you know, a program like Texas Law Show. I've seen a couple other ones pop up, and they're they're undercutting by about a dollar, but I'm not... A dollar seems like it'd be worth it to stick with who you've got if you're happy with them. I'm very happy with them. One dollar. I'm not going to change. Yeah. And they don't give me a discount for saying
0: that either. They should. I'm thinking about calling them. They should. Yeah. So, speaking of things that should happen, there is a big stink on the internet now about uh, – Ethan's not here, but about Ethan's favorite thing. Favorite thing? I don't know if it's favorite. I don't know. You got to tell the, me what the thing is. Thing. Appendix carry. There's a big stink. A, a a super famous YouTube slash trainer slash X delta forces guy said that, came out and said, you can't carry an appendix rig in my class. I'm afraid you'll shoot yourself. And this set off a storm, of course, because that's what we do here in the gun community. We like to storm and eat our friends and our young. And uh, several people, several other famous trainers came out and said, one, I agree with him, or two, he's an idiot, and you should do whatever you want and, you know, scared of this, that, and the other. Now, for a training class, for a training class, because I have, I have appendix carried before. I'm not one to say it's for everyone, but everyone should try it and yeah. see if you like it. And I wouldn't do it if you felt uncomfortable with it, if I were you. But, uh, you know, it, if it's your training classes and you get to decide who comes and who goes, you can make the SERPA you know, you can't bring a serpent in my class. You know, I don't like serpents. You can't mm-hmm. bring a Phobus to my class. I don't like Phobus. You can't bring an appendix rig in my class. I don't like that. You can't bring a shoulder. Holder. You make whatever rule you want. I don't right. see why that's a big deal. Right. Why is that a thing? I Your don't college understand.
1: professor got to choose what kind of Scantron to use. That's why he had what I'm 70 of about. them.
0: If you want to carry an appendix rig and you want to train with it, then take somebody else's class. Right. If you don't like the class, take it from the other guy that, that offers what you want. Listen, yeah. you don't call up the guy who doesn't do pistol training and go... Hey, what's wrong with you? I want to train with my Glock. Well, I don't. I don't do pistol training. I just do rifle. Training. No, you're a jerk because you won't do. No, you just move on. Right? It's not a thing. Is appendix carry more dangerous than any other carry? I don't think so. Right? It's a gun. I'll tell you this: it's not safe. It's a gun. You can do whatever you want to do,
1: but when I appendix carry, I I don't like the feeling that I get from appendix carry with yeah. it sitting there digging really? into my my uh, I get a hot
0: I get a hot spot, yeah.
1: It's not even I just don't like having it knowing oh, when I okay. sit down it is pointing at
0: me. Oh, I don't care. Me.
1: Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. That's but I don't. Yeah. And for 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 you feeling that way you're wrong, Scott. Oh, wait, my feelings are wrong.
0: <laughs> no, not your feelings. Oh. Your feelings. My feelings are wrong. Yeah. My feelers. Yes. Completely wrong. Uh, um Well, tell us what you think. Have you tried appendix carry? Do you think it's safe? Do you think it's unsafe? I mean, people shot themselves all the time on accident before appendix carry. People shot themselves all the time on accident before flashbang holsters, before SERPAs. It's not the holster. I'll tell you this. It's a training issue. I'm going to put it to you this way. It's a, a m- human
1: failure. A majority of the shootings, uh-huh. like either self-inflicted or right. against other people, happened outside of the holster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like 98%. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, every once in a while someone will go to reholster and they'll have a leather holster and they'll catch the trigger
0: guards yeah, and Yeah, we've seen that too. Like we that, don't but... say never use a leather holster. Look what could happen if yeah. you carried it for five years and never replaced it. Yeah, or didn't pay attention to it nobody says, like that, yeah. nobody says that. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Whichever. Maybe somebody does say that. That's terrible, though. They have a quiet
1: voice. They're like the, the little quiet guy in the corner. I'm saying it, but I can't hear And that. then they're sitting there going, I said that the entire time.
0: Why does nobody listen to me? I've been saying don't carry a leather holster for five years. So, yeah. So I think this is a much ado about nothing. I don't think we've seen the end of this appendix carry because the characters that are involved are true characters. Mm-hmm. And they've doubled down before on the silliness so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for a, another guy to come out and say, hey, he's stupid. And then this guy come out to defend himself and say, hey, he's stupid. And if you want to know about any of this, you know, Google it on the interwebs. You'll see it. There's videos. There's there's already people blogging about it and ranting and raving over nothing. Because like you said, we eat our young Yeah, I mean, it's as quickly as you possibly Why can. Why can't we all get along here? We're all on the same side. That's the most important thing you people that carry xd's you people that just hunt and you don't do anything else you people that just do uh shotgun shooting skeet and trap it, you're on the same side i am yeah you know, i love you single the xd
1: guys i don't like any of those people they know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and they're like oh he 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 actually cares you're but but i'm on your you're side you're not like glock or beretta yeah. or you're Remington. a gun guy yeah.
0: we're all on the same side yeah we're, we're gun guys. Hey, let's stick the, this together. This is
1: the same. It goes all the way back to the 9mm and forty five, and That's a ridiculous 1911 argument.
0: versus every other
1: gun That's out there That's a ridiculous in the argument, too. Everybody you
0: know. knows other gun and 9mm. Right. Okay. So <laughs> what do we segue to next? Mr. Segway, man, you're not even looking. Are we not done? I Did we beat that one to death? We beat it to death, but I didn't
1: know what, uh, where we were where we were going with oh, it.
0: Oh, I'll do the AstroTurf thing. We can do that. Why are you, you talking to me?
1: Talk to them. I'm, I'm not cutting you oh. with a bad segue.
0: No, a bad segue would be one if you leaned into it and it went backwards. That'd be a bad segue. I'd, I'd say it's off kilter. Maybe a software <laughs> error. I don't know if it's bad. So speaking of uh, stupid things that don't mean anything, like eating our young... Uh it seems like the more you dig into any of these people who don't think we should have guns, the people who we are all on the same side against, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these gun grabber types, it sure seems like there's one dude behind all of them, Bloomberg. And I don't want to put him up there on one of those crazy Illuminati pedestals because, you know, he has a Segway that he drives around on, I've heard. I heard it's gold. It's got lights on it. Do you think he has to be announced
1: when he walks into a room? I think that yeah,
0: I think he has announcers that go in front
1: of him. No, I have no. Mister Bloomberg has
0: arrived. Even when he's coming home, and his kids are like, (laughs) "Yeah, Dad, we see (laughs) you." Why do you do that with us, Dad? But uh, but yeah, why is you you research a uh, you know you see a local something you know Texans against open carry pops up, and you're like, oh, you're looking at these guys. And you're like, we're partners with every town for Gun Safety, or whatever their stupid name is. And uh, and you're like, what? Oh, these people are funded by Bloomberg. And then you look into mm-hmm. it, and they are the local Texas chapter of Everytown for Gun Safety. They're not grassroots. Mm-hmm. They're AstroTurf. Yeah, the opposite Ooh. of grassroots. I don't know if you guys heard that term before. I didn't make it up, but I love it. So it's AstroTurf. The same person who's in charge of Every town is in charge of you know this group over here and this group over here. They're all the same people getting paid by the same dude, Bloomberg. I hate to be technical,
1: What? but the opposite of grassroots would be the blade of the grass. The roots,
0: the opposite yeah. of grass. No, no, in this term, <laughs> grassroots is where people start at the bottom and get together and push it to the top. they started the chapter at that location. Yeah, basically 10 guys get together and go, we need to do something, and they start a chapter and they do it. Right. If you were in Shreveport, Louisiana, and you started it
1: there, that would be the grassroots movement. That's the grass
0: move movement in Shreveport, Louisiana. Now, if somebody came down and said, I'm starting a chapter, I'm from New York, and I'm starting a chapter here, that would be the opposite. That's exactly what's going on. You know what reminds me of astroturfing. You know what reminds me of, and this might be topical in today's uh, society. Was surface level? No carpetbaggers. Yeah, you remember post uh, post Civil War people from the North came down to run things Uh in the South because we were too dumb to run ourselves. So they called those people carpetbaggers. So these people show up and go, no, 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 no. This is what's good for you, and this is how we're going to run this. And that's what's going on here. You got this dude. This, this multi-billionaire from New York telling us our right. business, telling Washington they have to have universal no, background No, he checks. doesn't. He has a patsy. He has a, a puppet. No, but, but they're doing his bidding. Right. His yep. bidding that's, is... That's what
1: the patsy or puppet would he's be. His
0: bidding is, you there in Washington, you can't sell a gun to your cousin. Not without the federal government being involved. I'm sorry. You're, you're wrong. You're right. You're that's, out. You, you sound absolutely right. That's yeah, what... I mean. what? Yeah, wait, no. What? That's sheep. That's sheep.
1: It's the sheeple that listen to that anyway. We've talked about that before. That's,
0: yeah, the law enforcement voters. People that don't do voters. their own due diligence
1: sure, and look stuff yeah. up. It's the people that hear the headline or read the headline on well, whatever.com and yeah. they go, oh, that's, that is what happened. It's like, no, why don't you go look it up first and let's see what actually happened.
0: Well, I've actually talked to people who I thought were intelligent until we got to the thing about guns. And gun control, and they were all against guns, and they were for gun control but but the premise was their premise is wouldn't the world be a better place without guns no i see, I think the part of the problem
1: is is your the way you said that is I think that intellectually you can you can be you can feel like yeah the
0: uh, world would be a better place without guns. Right, but that's based
1: on it's all on feelings. That's, that's the what I'm talking about. If you're intellectual and you're basing it purely on facts or statistics, you would have to, you would argue yourself to the point where you'd be pro-gun.
0: Well, you wouldn't be pro-gun, but you sure wouldn't be anti-gun, right? Yeah. You might be neutral on the. You'd subject. You'd be neutral, Nelly. At the ver- at the very least, you'd be neutral on the subject, right? Because there there are. I actually studied some stuff because I'm a thinking man and I like to think. I don't just like to spout the things that the NRA tells me are true. I like to think about these things and study things. And, and, you know, there are some statistics out there that are good, solid statistics and that could be part of the discussion or an argument for gun control. Now, Mm -hmm. I've never heard those arguments from somebody who's for gun control. I've never heard any of those specific logical arguments from them. It's right. always something like uh assault weapons are bad they kill millions of people we need to make them illegal and you go, "Well yeah, but most people are killed with handguns." Yeah. Yeah, 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 but but assault weapons. Yeah. They're like, "Okay, well let's have an honest dialogue. Let's talk about assault weapons and how they don't kill anybody. So we should leave them alone." And they're like, "No, no, no. Assault weapons are scary. You need to yeah. compromise, Scott." You need to give us something. You need to ban assault weapons. Right. And I tell uh, back to our point here, and I tell Mr. Bloomberg, no, sir, to his face. I would tell him to his face. Now here's the question: Is he a true believer?
1: You're on his list. Oh yeah. Everybody definitely. that's ever bought is on the list. Oh
0: yeah. He's collecting lists. Yeah. He is too. He's doing some crazy He's stuff with that money. money. To buy got he's got the money. So anyway, so you, we've got to fight them on the grassroots level. Right. And we can beat them on the grassroots level because these people are astroturf. And all you have to do is expose them as such and then mobilize your grassroots and you can beat them. I don't know why that didn't happen in Washington state. I want to say Washington state is another one of those places that has a large area that's governed by a small few mm-hmm. in a in a in you know like California, Sacramento. And Washington state is the Seattle Tacoma area. Right it's they gotta fall under the rules of that just like uh Illinois falls under the chicago springfield rule and and so that happens in those places. but if that's happening in your place, you need to do something about it, man. Don't just complain about it, do something. I don't have to do anything. Uh, I'm in Texas. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen here. And if I had the very inkling of something happening, uh, I'd be part of the grassroots. You be
1: careful because the last time you said nothing's going to happen here, you got a few messages from a few people telling you that that's the problem with the thinking is that there's too many people thinking nothing's going to happen here. Oh, that guy won't get elected. Oh, that'll never go through. And what happens? They don't go out, they don't vote. It goes through, it happens. And before they know it, they're. Let's, up a creek without a paddle.
0: Let's face it. Your vote is not going to affect national policy. Probably not going to affect state policy. But your vote can affect local policy. Yeah, not you the, can't not make the a way difference local.
1: You are either told or believe yeah. that it
0: will. Let's face it. It doesn't matter who you vote for for president. The abortion law is not going to change. Right. Right? It's it is what it is. The Supreme Court's ruled on it. Nothing is really going to change. Maybe some nuances about money and things like that. But but the big picture is, you're not going to be able to vote for a dude that can make abortion 100 percent illegal. Right, he'll pass a reform act.
1: Yeah, the, and won't, he'll yeah, he'll check yeah. that
0: off his what I said yeah, I yeah, would yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. and move on. And you're not gonna you're not gonna elect a president that makes abortion. You know. Uh, on demand at the street corner. Yeah, the you, president had, can't affect yeah. that. You so, may you may vote for a guy who
1: says he's going to end a war and then does a troop surge. You <laughs> never know. You never know. You never
0: know. What you can do is you can make sure your local sheriff mm. is somebody you trust, or you go run for local sheriff. I you thought you were going to tell out. him to head to facebook.com slash gun podcast and like us. If the local sheriff tells you to do that, you should do that. That's the only thing you should do if he tells you to do it. Unless he's a good guy. I guess you can do... If we got if says. we got a local sheriff listening to us, then he's probably a good guy. You know what? If you're a local sheriff and you're listening to us, go to facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Message us right on our wall. Tell us about your local sheriffing and where you're at and who yeah. you are. Even and, if you're we want to know that.
1: Let's talk about the SAFE Act, the thing we can't get away from.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we can't. What? Put? speaking of bloomberg and, and they, stupidity the safe act we've talked about on this podcast how safe people act? the stupid
1: action-free act. enterprise
0: that's what it stands for that's <laughs> how i think of it the safe act was passed in new york uh, in some uh, other yeah maybe yeah. two oh, our,
1: was our night, reference right? of time
0: is not that great yes the safe act was passed thursday might not have been this Thursday, but it was a... Th- no, it was like a Saturday. It wasn't a big thing about it. But uh let's see. B-b-b-b-b- January 2013. Okay. So, uh according to this uh NewYorkDailyNews.com, whatever it is, fewer than 45,000 assault-style weapons have been registered in New York State since landmark gun control, blah, 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 in thir- 2013. So... What does that mean? What does that mean? That means that probably 50 to 75 percent of people with, quote unquote, assault weapons in New York didn't register civil disobedience. They refused to get their papers. They refused to go get their little gold star to put on their shirt. Oh, I tell you what. Uh, the people of Connecticut didn't seem to have a problem with that, but that's not may not be the case. We don't have any numbers from Connecticut, but uh, the news sure made it look like everybody's lining up to register assault magazines. But the people of New York, I should say the people who can have guns in New York because they're northern upstaters, right? Well, of course, whoever's paying for that news is going to make sure that that's what they show. Yeah. Look, that's oh, what yeah, your neighbor is yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Your neighbor is going to do it. So should you.
0: But we've talked about this. Numbers show that Canadians didn't obey the firearms registration for the rifles. That's why they canceled the program. They repealed it. The Canadians? Yeah. If you look at the gun turn-in in in Australia in the 90s, 96, 97. Mm, I know, yeah. Not all the guns were turned in. A goodly portion, I'm talking 25%, weren't turned in. Civil disobedience. People just didn't register them, didn't turn them in, didn't get them destroyed. It's a felony for them to possess them. And that's just what they know of and that's just the ones they thought they knew of right yeah. they don't they don't know where it could be could be twice that we don't know right, right? boating accidents yep. increased same thing with in new 95. york same things happening in new york state why is that because people won't obey stupid laws they yeah. won't do it speed limits artificial speed limits we've all driven on the road here we go where the speed limit is 35 miles an hour and you're like why am i going 35 and then you realize everybody else is doing 45 why is everyone doing 45? Because people don't obey stupid laws. If, right. if a natural flow of traffic is 45 miles an hour, they're going to drive 45 miles an hour. It doesn't matter what the stupid sign says. Right Now, there's outliers, of course, in all these situations. But as a rule of thumb, Americans don't obey dumb laws. I tell you what, 922R, we've talked about on the show, how ridiculous these ATF rules and regulations are. You know, people don't care about 922R when they change their flash hider. They don't They don't obey that rule. Tell you what, the SIG brace debacle, which you can't put the SIG brace up to your shoulder. Right. You think there's people standing around right now shooting their SIG brace going, Oh, better not put it to my shoulder. Guarantee, it's an SBR.
1: You, guarantee you, no one's doing that. They're putting it up to their shoulder and going, Hee, That's a stupid law. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Take, a, take a picture not of me doing what it. What about
0: taking that little tag off your mattress?
1: No, you can do that if you read it. It says after you buy it. Like it says I, the I go
0: consumer to the, can remove it. I go to the store and do it. <sighs>